What is going on, everybody? It's Monday, so you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Weekly Crew Podcast. So welcome, everybody. I mean, these come out on Monday, but you don't have to listen to them on Monday. It's just fun that every Monday comes out. So that was it. Anyway, um, I hope everyone is uh, good. I hope you guys had a nice weekend, and let's start the week uh, strong. But before we get into the podcast, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, Headshot Crew, because this is the Headshot Crew podcast, and they are my main sponsor for this podcast. And um, I've talked to, I've talked about this before, but the, for me, the reason why Headshot Crew is such a powerful coaching po- platform is it's just... It gives you information that literally nobody else gives you. Nobody else teaches you how to control facial expressions in your portrait subjects. There's there's very little information out there about this, but there's one place where all this inf- it's like it's like concentrated. It's like a concentrated um hub of information regarding facial expression that's what the headshot crew is all about and you're learning from somebody who's been doing it for for how many years he's been doing it so peter hurley he's the mastermind behind it he's just unbelievable at portraiture in general uh he's specialized in these headshots which is a growing genre of photography so if you're not shooting headshots you're missing out on big amounts of money so just incorporate that into your repertoire and if it works great and like for me personally stuff that I have from my headshot work I actually incorporate into my uh, commercial portraiture like it's 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 knowledge that you have for all sorts of portraiture it it, it doesn't just apply to headshots so join the crew um, if you're not a member yet uh, give us a try use the promo code free month as you join to get a free month into the crew. Give us out a try, and my bet is you'll stay. It's just a very supportive community, and we're awesome. So we'd love to have you join the crew. Use the promo code free month to check it out. All right, so as always, uh, I got to give a quick shout-out to Alex Valadars da Silva. Um, he won Headshot of the Week this past week. Uh, really cool shot. So congratulations, Alex. And uh, these, by the way, guys, these contests are really cool that we do in the crew. Uh, we do headshot of the week. We do headshot of the month. We're now starting portrait of the month, and that's going to be fun. Um, but these are contests. You you win prizes, obviously, but it's mostly you learn a lot from them, too, because you actually get to see people's uh, entries, and you get to... So we judge them every week. So And it's... a uh, and they're judged publicly. So we also give out quick critiques to each photo. So not only do you have a chance to enter into a contest and win some cool prizes, but you also get your shot uh, critiqued really quickly. So uh, I think they're they're awesome. I think it's one of the biggest assets we have in the crew. So um, if you're already in the crew and you're not participating in these contests, make sure you do. Uh, they're fun, and you can win some cool prizes. All right, enough of the uh, housekeeping. We've done all the housekeeping. Guys, this week, I have a major superstar in the headshot realm, Mr. Ryan Parker. Um, he is in Edmonton, Canada. He's an absolute killer when it comes to taking pictures. He's just unbelievable photographer, and I had the um, I had the honor it's an honor to speak to Ryan and to to get his perspective on things. And, and it's always fun to talk to Ryan because uh, me and Ryan come from similar uh, backgrounds. He was an actor. I'm, I was an actor. Uh, we're both photographers. Uh, it's just and now I've started to uh, paint my own uh, canvas backdrops and his wife and and uh, himself, they run a, a, a backdrop company. So it's always like we have a lot of common ground. So I think it was a great conversation. I enjoyed it immensely and I hope you guys enjoyed too. All right, here we go. All right, enough of that. Get over here.
We're gonna start right now. Three, two, one, shifting! All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Parker himself talking to me. What's going on, buddy? Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from the voice that you are a little bit affected by some sort of climate uh, situation. What's going on? Yeah, it's wonderful because right after the snow finally melts in Canada, um, I go through about two weeks of allergies. So <laughs> it's finally nice outside and I'm hiding in the basement. Oh, nice. So you're recording this live from your basement. Live from my basement. There you go. So uh, I've so one of the people that I was very excited to have on the podcast was actually you because you and I have a lot of stuff in common. We're like we're like um, we're like bonding souls, if I may yeah, say so, from, a, from across the world. Yeah, isn't that funny? So I love it. So the two of us came from an acting background. So you were an actor, I was an actor. So talk to me a little bit about. Um, your acting background, like what, what made you go there and then how did the transition go from there to photography? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, it's funny. I actually like when thinking about how things have happened to me, um, it's never been kind of a conscious decision for me. I just kind of stumble into it. Um, and, and then, and then go with it. Uh, like acting wasn't something that came uh, it wasn't like a conscious thing and it wasn't something that I started as a kid. I, I was actually, uh, it was in my final year of high school and, um, I, I was very, uh, I was a bad student, <laughs> I would say, um, not academic at all. I was like verging on failing. Uh, and I, uh, and I had a spare and I needed to fill it like a, uh, empty block, um, in my final year, I, I needed to fill it because I failed a class and I needed three more credits to graduate. So I looked at the list of things that I could take and I thought, what would be the easiest thing I could do? <laughs> and it was drama. So I got into that and then, um, and then it was just like a, a huge shift for me that I was not expecting. So, um, I, uh, all my grades went up, my mom said, but even then I was just like, uh, yeah, this is fun, but I'm not going to do this for my life. And it was actually my, uh, teacher that forced me to audition, uh, for a post-secondary program. And, uh, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take a year off and then I don't know what I'll be, maybe a gym teacher or something. Cause that seems easy. <laughs> 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 yeah, seriously, these are the thoughts that I was having as a a messed up seventeen year old. Way to have high hopes for yourself, Ryan. I'm not I'm not <laughs> knocking am. by the way, I'm not knocking gym teachers. Thank you for no. all that you do for, for for all the kids in this world. Yeah, me neither. I but I wasn't even like very I wasn't like a sports kid either. Like I don't know where that came from. I don't know. I just <laughs> I was like that would be that would be, that would be fun. You get to throw balls around <laughs> at kids. Hashtag throw balls around. Ah, yeah. At kids. Um, and, uh, and anyway, she forced me to audition. She like booked the audition for me and helped me pick my pieces. And then I got into that program and, and it wasn't even until halfway through that, that I was like, I think I want to do this for the rest of my life. So, uh, and that was, a while ago. So I've been a professional actor for 15 plus years. And, uh, I'd say 10 plus of those I've been, um, employed only as, as an, as an artist or a performer. So, you know, for the first five years I had serving jobs and kind of, uh, what you would call Joe jobs. But for the last 10 years, I've been grateful enough to be working full time with it. So That's and awesome. I've been done, I've done some pretty cool things, man. Like I was in a show that toured across Canada. We actually went to London with it. And then we ended up doing a four month off Broadway run in New York. So is this, I lived sorry, in New York is this, for, is this London, Canada or London, England? No, London, England. Yeah. Uh, we flew across. That's way the, more impressive though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've actually never been to London, Canada. Um, Okay. But I wish I, I have been so I could make the joke that you've been that to I both have. Londons. 
Yeah, I've been to both Londons. So you lived in um, New York? I lived in New York for four months uh, in 2015. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did an off-Broadway run, and uh, there was like a official off-Broadway cast recording that you can listen to on iTunes if you want to, where I'm singing my heart out. Um, yeah, and my wife was pregnant at the time, so it was really this weird kind of juxtaposition juxtaposition because uh for an actor you think like oh you're there so you're gonna make it you know you're gonna do it and the only thing i was just like get me home <laughs> uh, oh, wow. my priorities yeah my priorities started to really shift um and uh yeah yeah so i don't know so like let me ask you this because you know we can't yeah. we come from similar backgrounds um yeah I generally, when people ask me, and people, like, even friends of mine, like, old friends of mine that were acting friends, like, actor friends and stuff, and they see that I'm yep. a photographer now, and they ask, what happened? And what I usually say is the worst thing that ever happened to my acting career was buying a camera. Like, yeah. it, like instantly, it instantly murdered all hopes of me becoming a professional, like, I was already a professional actor, but, but like, if, like, evolving my career. Like it completely flip flopped. Did you go through the same thing or was it? Yeah. You know, my transition from actor to photographer, I, I feel like I'm actually just still in it um, for yeah. the longest. Cause yeah, you yeah, still do yeah. some acting jobs, right? Yeah. I'm doing a gig right now. I'm doing a play right now. And um, this would be the, actually the first year that uh, like starting in September that I decided to um, not actively pursue acting gigs. Oh. Um, so uh, I'm doing a play right now, um, and it's a really great play, and it's a, a amazing part. So it was something I just wanted to figure out how to do. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm not actively pursuing anything anymore unless it's something like this play. Um, which is a great position to be in because for the last 15 years, I've been kind of just putting my name in the hat for anything because I need to make money, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So my transition is like, it's still happening. And it's funny because when I picked up a camera, I, for the longest time I was like, no, this is just a thing I'm doing on the side and it's not going to be my profession. I'm going to stay an actor and just do photography on the side and it wasn't until uh it, it wasn't until actually until i joined the headshot crew that things started to shift um where i was like finding out that i was actually happier in the studio than than um than sometimes in a, in a show and it more came down to like headshot crew kind of came around at the same time that i uh that uh my son was born and so it wasn't it wasn't just about financials i mean that's a huge part of it but uh it was also about time um and an acting career and the lifestyle of an actor is it is all encompassing and there's no flexibility so if your son's sick you still have to go in uh if you're sick you still have to go in so um and the older I get, I go, that's just not cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to be able to have a flexible schedule that I can kind of build week by week and it works around me and I can, uh, make sure I have time to see my son. Cause the first year he was born was like one of the best years besides the year that I went to New York acting wise, I had amazing gigs. Um, they were really great contracts. They were really well paying. It was like on paper, it was like an amazing year, but I was miserable because I was missing out on everything that my son was doing, like his first steps and all this stuff. And I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So by that time, did you already like, had you picked up a camera yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I picked up a camera in, so here's the, here's the funny thing. I picked up a camera. My, my first camera, uh, was in like 2008, but it was a point and shoot. Like it was a Canon power shot. Um, and I got it because I was back in university. I had, I've gone through two different acting training programs. One, uh, is for like musical theater. 
Um, and then one was more classical kind of like, um, it's a degree program. So it's a three year intensive, um, bachelor of fine arts in, in acting. And when I was in that program, um, my mom asked me what I wanted for my birthday that year. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, maybe you should get a camera so you can like, you know, document some stuff. And I was like, that would be great because I would also like to take my own headshots. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because I actually like, three years prior, I, I had gotten headshots and I just posted this one on Instagram. Um, and it was not a good experience. Um, and it kind of had tainted me for headshots for, for, and I didn't want to have to go through that again and spend money on it. And, um, and so I got my first digital camera under the guise that I was going to do my own headshots. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I, re I remember and, the first time I picked up a camera too. Like I was, I remember we were doing school, like we were in acting school and we were doing school plays and we had a photographer coming in, but on one of the days, like the photographer didn't come and a friend of mine had a camera, but he was in the play, so he couldn't shoot it. And I was, um, I was, what was I doing? I was involved in the play somehow, but I wasn't doing it. So he just gave me the camera and went, can you just take some pictures? I was like, yeah, fine. And by the end of the show, I was like, I think I got some good pictures there. I think I could do this like more times. Now I look back at the shots; they're all blurry. They're yeah, they, like yeah. they all suck, all of them. But at the time, yeah. I thought I was amazing. Yeah, of course. Freaking yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Kid. Yeah, and that's just like how my entire um, like if you talk to anyone that I went through this program with, I had a camera with me from that moment on. I, I like I upgraded to DSLR in under a year, um, and I had it everywhere, and I was taking pictures of everything, and it was like I I got a lot of miserable faces from my classmates, like put that effing thing away, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they were all terrible. They were all terrible, um, but. Uh, but it was, uh, looking back at it now, it's funny because I was like, I was in school, I was doing a lot of creative stuff, right? Like I was, yeah. I was living a very creative life. Um, but it all relied on things. There was two really specific things that like, I was either in school being told how to do it. Um, or I was in a band and I was also in a sketch comedy troupe. And so I was relying on people to create. So it was, um, and also being told what was right and wrong within the, that group too. So it wasn't, there wasn't anything creative I was doing just for myself and looking at back at it now, it, when I got that camera, it came at this like really important time in my life, um, that I needed to have a creative outlet that I could just do and suck and, uh, not have anyone tell me if it's good or bad. Um, and that's kind of how photography came into my life. Yes. And then you went into the headshot crew and had Peter tell you what's good or bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, once I was ready for it, it was, yeah. Yeah. And I like, I aggressively, uh, I aggressively said no to doing headshots for the longest time, like a really long time. Like I, I was taking pictures, um, for about five years before I was like, okay, I'll do headshots. Cause I didn't want to be the guy. I didn't want to like all my friends, like, cause I'm a professional actor and, um, and I have people I look up to and people that look up to me in, in, in this community. And I didn't want to be the guy that, 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 uh, I had my experience with. So I really push it off. I had friends who were like, you have a camera, like you can do my headshots. And I was like, I'm not doing it. No, I suck at it and I don't want to do it. Uh, I tried like a few and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Cause I don't want to be that guy because then I'll have to work with these people or, you know, like have my friends be my clients. And, and it was actually that, that same thing that made me do it. Cause I was just like, no, okay, I'm going to do everything that I wanted to happen when I got my headshots that first time. And that's how I'm going to build my business. So you built it around the acting community? Is that how you built your yeah. business? Yeah, that's how. Yeah, I was like, once I once I said yes, it was like I had a, I had a built-in market. Yeah. <laughs> so, and for, for the first, for the first while, I was just doing, I wasn't, I wasn't really promoting it besides Facebook. Um, 
I had a website that had no SEO, uh, and it was just actors and then younger actors, students, all that kind of stuff is where I kind of started, but it was mostly friends, you know, and they come in and, and, and they pay me. I was like, um, I wasn't doing it for free ever. Uh, but that's where, that's where I really got to kind of like test out the waters and stuff. Oh, cool. And then, um, this is a cool, like, I know the answer to this for myself, but coming from yeah. an acting background, how did it, how did it influence your style of photography? Like, how did your, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, how is, how, how does acting help? Yeah. Um, my photography or my background of, as an actor. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what you're asking. Yeah. That's, um, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for helping the foreigner. Anytime, anytime. Uh, I mean, I, I, like insurmountably, uh, if that's a word, is that a word? I don't know if I use the right word. Don't there. ask it's, me. It's, yeah. <laughs> I can't even say my own words. I cannot help you with yours. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's, it's made me really like everything from my acting background has only helped me figure out photography in a way um like I, I think a lot of actors actually turn to photography or um you can see that that happens a lot because acting is storytelling and uh the best photography and really all art like the best art is tells a story yeah. Um, and I think that my experience as an actor has really helped me to, uh, find the story or create the story or, or build it with a team. And, and, and that's important too, is the word team. Um, because as an actor, you're always working with a team and it's not even a team, it's an ensemble. So it's like even further than that, it's like family, right? Yeah. No matter how big or small a production is, you work with a team of artists to find the best way to tell a story together and collaborate. And, uh, and that's huge. I think, um, if you bring that, I, I try and bring that into my photography. And on top of that, um, I think acting, I don't think I know acting takes a lot of vulnerability, uh, through the process of rehearsals, uh, everyone has to kind of let the walls down and dive in and make mistakes and mess up and try again there. Um, it takes courage. It takes self selflessness. Um, and I think all of those things have helped my photography. Um, cause all of my shoots, regardless of it being a headshot or a portrait or a commercial or anything, um, it's all, it's always a collaboration with whoever's in the room. It's not like, we're going to do it this way. It's like, what do you guys think? Let's do this. Let's try this. I'm thinking this because of this and trying to be as open as possible to work because everyone, if you tap into everyone's, um, uh, brains and, and use the collective, uh, you tell a better story is what I found with acting. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, and then go ahead. Oh no, you, 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 you talk now. No, you talk (laughs) like this thing is designed for you people to talk. Go. Yeah. Well on, and then on top of that, I think like, and I talked about this in my class at headshot mania, but, um, and this is like one of the biggest things I think is the root of acting. It is the study of human nature it is the study of the human condition of emotion and expression and the fundamentals of all good acting. Um, it comes from compassion and empathy. And I think, uh, that has helped me so much within headshots. Um, because that compassion and empathy and understanding of the human condition is exactly what you need as a headshot photographer. Um, I, I, I've got a quote, uh, that I used in my headshot mania class that I have here that I'm going to read to you. It's more about acting, but it totally applies to, um, headshot photography and I think, um, all art. So it's from, a acting, uh, guru, uh, of the mid mid century, um, Mikhail Chekhov, uh, And the, this is the quote, it says, compassion may be called the fundamental of all good art because it alone can tell you what other beings feel and experience 
Only compassion severs the bond of your personal limitations and gives you deep access into the inner life of the character you study or the person you shoot, without which you cannot properly prepare for the stage or the shoot. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Chekhov was awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't make them. It's unfortunate. They don't make them like that anymore. No, 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 they don't. It's it's just the amount of booze and debauchery that they had going that created characters like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. So you start your business. Um, you start your business more focused around the acting community, but at some point you started, um, you started, uh, opening up to more of a corporate situation. How did that come about? How did you do that? How did you convert? Yeah. Um, do you know, it was like through word of mouth was the main way and like people posting their photos and then, um, me doing a headshot for a daughter that's a getting into acting and then um the parents liking it and the dad is an architect and then he wants me to do his headshot and so I do it and then he brings that to his company and then uh, I'm doing a full on location shoot um with 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 his whole with his whole company. But um in there like what happened the biggest thing was headshot crew for me because um I started in studio with my headshots and I did a clamshell, um, kind of, uh, thing with a beauty dish and a reflector. And that's how all my headshots were for like a year. And then I found that that didn't look great (laughs) for everyone. Sometimes it rocked, but, uh, sometimes it just was, it did, I couldn't see the person and they didn't look right. Um, so I moved to natural light and I have this big South facing window in, uh, my studio. Um, and, uh, I shot all my stuff in this natural light. Uh, but that was, it was great because you could actually see people and see, see what they actually look like with nice soft light. Um, and I, I thought the pictures were turning out to look more like who they are as opposed to with like crazy shadow or, um, this very harsh light on them. But the problem is that natural light is not consistent especially when you're really north in Edmonton. So um, what was happening is I was getting busier and busier. uh, But in the winter months, I could only shoot from like 11 a.m. to like 1 p.m. would be like the area that would work because the sun would be high enough that it wouldn't be direct light. Even if I diffused, it was just like super warm, right? I mean, like the, the sun rises in Edmonton in the winter, uh, uh, on the darkest days at like 9am, 9.30. What? And then it's like, yeah. And it's like, it's setting by four or like 3.30. Like we have like very short days because we're very North. So, um, people would come and they'd be like, I want a shot like that one. And I'd be like, okay, then we need to book it on a really sunny day in September. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, it was the consistency that was really killing me for anything that was corporate wise. Gotcha. So, so, uh, it was, it was headshot crew that allowed me to, um, move back into the studio and build, uh, some lighting that was, that was super consistent and that emulated that light that I was using, uh, in the sunroom. In the, the sunroom? That, well, yeah, the room that I was shooting in, which it was, was... It was called a sunroom? It's like a, well, it's a... It's, yeah, you could call it a sunroom. I mean, the room with all the windows. Sorry. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, just a cooler yeah. name. I never thought of sunroom. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah we call those sunrooms, I think. I don't know. <laughs> no I clue. made that up. Again, European. Give me a little... Give me a break here. Um, hey, I'm, I'm Canadian. Give me a break. Okay. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> like that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> um so uh so you start uh you started going into more of a corporate scenario, but you you're still very much in touch with your with the acting community, right? In terms of your photography. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. What's the and percentage the- like? Oh man, that's hard. I don't know. I, I haven't been very good at documenting it, but I'd say it's, 
I'd say it's 50, 50, like it's nice. It's, I, I get kind of everything. Um, now that I built my site up and I'm very searchable, uh, you name it, they walk in like I, I'm shooting anyone, corporate business, like, uh, lawyers, doctors, architects. Um, like I just did a, I just two days ago, I did 90 headshots, <laughs> um, on location for like construction workers. They are not construction, but like road maintenance. Um, and that was a very interesting, uh, day of work because I would say that 75% of them did not want to be standing in front of that camera, I would like aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. So, but I still get a lot of actors. Um, the acting community here in Edmonton is huge. Like you wouldn't think it, but it's, it's one of the most vibrant theater towns in Canada because oh. really there's not much else to do, um, in Canada and there, or I mean in Edmonton, like there's a lot to do in Edmonton. I'm, I'm not selling it short at all, but, uh, there's a lot of snow for a lot of the time. So people getting out and going into theaters is a really great way to kind of keep cultured and not be so shut off. So theater's quite vibrant in this city. Okay. And then I've seen you, I've seen work like you're, uh, I've seen you do these unbelievable um cast photos where like you're shooting like a like a it would be like a for a for a i don't know for like a poster or something how do you approach those like how did you start making those yeah so like before i started headshots um the main photography that i was doing was like promotional poster images for independent shows and that's kind of where where I started to develop that skill. Um, my biggest qualm with that and what has kind of like this desire to do these for shows I'm either in or, um, I will, I'll talk about this later, but uh, I'm going to be moving forward with a project with this kind of work, um, that has less to do with shows. I mean, cause usually like up until now, all these kind of, um, photos have been, shows that I'm in. Um, but the desire for, for that came out of the fact that, um, press shots for, for shows are typically taken like months in advance of the show. So you can tell the show, right. But the problem with that is sometimes it's not even the actor that's actually in the show, or if it is, they haven't even started rehearsals. So they, they don't understand. There's not the, like, they know the character they've, probably skimmed the script, but there's not, it's not the same. So my desire for these portraits that I've started to do came out of, um, a a want to capture the actual, the energy of the show and the energy of the characters and the actors. So, um, I've done a few in studio, but most of it has been on location. So if I'm in a show, I'll, uh, it's a crazy day because I'll go like two hours before call time and I'll bring all my gear and I'll set it up and, uh, and, um, you know, I get it okayed obviously by everyone that's involved. Um, and I set it up and I, um, and then during the show, anytime we have a moment before the show or during intermission, or if, if it's a bigger show, usually some people have time where they're, you know, waiting, um, in between scenes that will run over and grab a shot, uh, of, of them in their costume. But it's also kind of like of the energy of that backstage. So that's where it's came from. Like the last one I just did, we did in studio and it was, it was really cool because we, it's a three person show that we're doing right now. And we really worked like we talked a lot about this show and the characters and who they are and, and what story we're telling and, and where it comes from. And so in the image, I really wanted to just capture all of that, but, but play it around within the sense that it's these three characters that have gone into a studio to get a portrait done, but this is how it, you know, so it's not like, let's sell the show. It's like, um, these characters are here in the studio on this backdrop with this lighting, um, but then letting their expressions shine who they are, you know? So let me, let me just, uh, cause I didn't get 
I just want to clarify. So you are yeah. doing yeah. these while the show is running, or are you doing them um, like a month or two in advance so they can use the photos to sell the show? Right. Yeah. So the way I started, and I do this for hire um, months in advance, but the project that I'm working on um, and the stuff that uh, I usually am, like the stuff that I'm posting, um, that's all during the show or during the run of the show because I think they have more in it. Gotcha. Um, and that's where this whole project is coming from now going forward because I'm not going to be acting as much. I'm not going to have the opportunity to do this as much when I'm in a show. And I also have qualms with when I do it in a show because I'm split focused. Like I also have to prepare for the show and be an actor in the show. Yes. So it's really hard to, uh, to really get in there and like be the photographer. Cause it's kind of like, Hey, let's get this done and go. Um, whereas if I, so what I've started to do is to, approach shows and companies and say, Hey, can I come backstage and, and shoot your show, um, from, from behind the scenes and do, uh, kind of, uh, commercial studio setup shot, but also capture environmental stuff backstage. And this is going to be kind of a, hopefully like, I want to do this for the next five or 10 years and just build, um, uh, a portfolio of work that kind of is capturing this. Because I don't think, yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I count myself really lucky to be in a position where I could possibly do that because I've been in this community long enough that, um, everyone knows me. I mean, I've done one so far that where I wasn't a part of it and man, it is so different because like when I'm in the show, it's an ensemble and we've been working together and being vulnerable and like, um, breaking down all our walls together and team building and all this stuff. And we're like a family by the time I do this, cause it's usually closer to the end of the run when everyone's kind of in the groove and, and something like this isn't going to mess up someone's show. Um, and so everyone's on board, uh, but coming in as an outsider, even like I did it with a group of people that I knew all of them, but coming in as an outsider, it was such a different experience. Um, and I, I'm most proud of those shots. I, I haven't shared any except for like you saw one, but I haven't shared anything social. Um, uh, you, the one of the clown, yeah. I can tell you, you saw that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to share anything right now cause I'm in the gathering, um, phase and I don't know what I'm going to do and what I will share. And so, but, uh, that was hard <laughs> because I was this other entity and I felt weird. So yeah, you're an outsider. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's never been like that. So, um, I remember that. I remember going to shows. Uh, of friends of mine, like in the old theater company that I used to work in, and being yeah. backstage, and and I I'd been there for years, like on like inside those halls, like as an insider. But during like I went in after I was done with acting. Like I was there for a show that my friends were doing and everybody was just looking at me like, what is this guy doing here? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so weird to be on the other side after, after so long of that, you know, like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, I find this very interesting because this is something like I wanted to talk to you about it because I'm very interested in it because I'm, I might. Like I'm, I want to start doing it because I too have a strong yeah. bond with with my acting community, and I have a ton of yeah. friends in in here, so I think it's a great thing. But um, yeah, is it easier for you to do it um, closer to closer to uh, when the show uh, when the show debuts, or is it easier to do uh, like a month or two in advance? Oh, I think, um, once the show is open or, or very, very, very long into rehearsals, uh, or close to closing, because, um, by that point there is an understanding with the people that you're working with, they know who they are, um, in the show. So like, and that is where this has all spawned out of because doing it months before, um, it's not for the purposes of 
capturing the show. It's for the purposes of selling the show. And it's a different investment from everyone. Uh, there's uh, way more unknowing. So um, it's harder to collaborate with someone who, with, with a team of people who are still in the beginning stages of figuring out what this story is um, at varying degrees, right? The director will really have an understanding usually of, of what the story is to be told within the image. But everyone else is kind of like, you know, sometimes a lot of the times it's not even the same costumes um, because they haven't started to build them or uh, so it's just like doing it later on. It's uh, uh, it's more it's more personal. It's not, it's not, it's not for promotion. So it's more, um, it's about finding a way to document that. And, uh, and, uh, and the only other things for photography wise that happens once the show opens is like archival images of a show, like on stage, um, while it's happening. And those are great too. But I, 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 I have this desire to capture a more commercial portrait of, what's happening and use the skills as like a studio commercial photographer to be able to build this image that tells everything or um tells portions of what that sh show is or what is happening with the characters so i find that so interesting because the only uh -huh. thing that exists like at least in lisbon at least in portugal where i am is um, any type of press photography, what happens is they run the show and a photographer comes in, shoots from the audience's perspective and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you call those ar archival shots. Yeah. So it's, this is yeah. just something new that nobody's yeah. doing that I could just start yeah. doing. That's yeah. awesome. There yeah. Go. My, yeah. I but just, it... my afternoon is like, my day is, it's just, I just made it. This just made my day possibly yeah. my next year or two <laughs> so the one the one thing that i'm battling right now with this project is um is red tape because at a professional level there are unions they're not unions but they are uh, associations that um like here it's the canadian actors equity association which takes care of actors and makes sure they're not getting taken um, advantage of. And my problem right now is because this doesn't live in a world of archival photos, which is, uh, which is what you were talking about sitting in the audience and taking pictures of the show while it's happening. Yeah. And it's not, it's not press, um, which is covered under the contract of the, the theater. Um, it's not living in either of those worlds. Um, there's, there's a bit of red tape that I'm still trying to figure out how to cross because uh, the question is, what are these image images going to be used for? Um, and if they're being used for anything commercial, um, then I should be paying everyone. And that becomes a super expensive thing to do because um, to, to pay everyone individually, if it's a cast of 30 Sheesh. and I'm, yeah, it's it, it's huge. So I'm I'm battling with my own association to find a way because it's because at some point down the road, like the the thing is that like what's the final product? What are you going to do with this? I'm like, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to gather all this stuff and then see where it's at and hopefully have a show. Um, and I mean, if there was demand, like maybe I'd make a book. Like I have no idea. But at this point, I don't know. Like sky's the limit. But at the same time, I could do all this work and just have some prints that I send out to the people that were that were that were doing it um, and were a part of it. Or I might, you know, be able to have a show and tour this work around, or have a book or whatever. Um, but if there's anything that I'm going to start making money off of this, then I need to be paying them all. So uh, I'm battling with that right now, and that's kind of that's why I haven't really continued to do this outside of when I'm in a show, because when I'm in a show, it's completely different because, uh, our agreements, um, have things, uh, within place where actors can take pictures of each other. While, um, while we're, you know, as long as it's all, uh, okayed by oh. each individual, but become, once I become an outsider, it's a completely different thing. So I'm working with them positive. I'm going to figure out a way to, 
make it work. Um, because, uh, and on top of that, like, I'd be happy to pay people if I'm going to start making money off of it, but, um, not upfront. So I got to find out, I'm working with some really amazing people at, uh, some theaters and within these associations to find a way to build a contract or build a statement that says like, if, and when, uh, compensation will be made for the people that are in the images that are being used kind of thing. Yeah. So it does help to be a known face. Yeah. There you go. So if you're not a known face, get your face known and then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And make sure that you're not, um, that you're following the guidelines of whatever association that these people might be, uh, a part of, because if they're modeling for you and they're a part of a association or a union, um, then you could get fined and it wouldn't be you getting fined. It would be the theater company. That's the biggest problem. So they won't touch you with a 10 foot pole, right? This one theater is like, we can't do this until you figure this out because they'll come up back at us and fine us because, because they're under contract with us. So red tape, but uh, it'll happen. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be fine. You're, you're a resourceful guy. Yeah. You have your ways. Yeah. <laughs> I've got ways. Yeah, you've got your ways. So the other thing yeah. I wanted to talk to you about is um, these unbelievably amazing backdrops that have made an appearance in your recent work. And I want to know what's up yeah. with that. What happened? What's going on? Give me all of the information. Yeah. Um, so my, my wife is, uh, by trade, a visual artist. She has as much, um, academic training in visual art as I do in acting, uh, plus five years. And, uh, and, um, I mean, for the last few years, I've been really, um, begging her to, to do some canvas backdrops for me. And, uh, and she really wasn't into it. Um, Uh, but for Christmas this year, she's like, I was like, can you just make me one for Christmas, please? And, and, and she was happy to, and, uh, and, um, and now we're starting a company because of that. Um, she's really good at it. (laughs) Oh, she is. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a bit biased because I love her to pieces, but, um, but she's got, she's, she's got a really good understanding of color and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so we started making them and then we got some interest and then I said, maybe we should just do this as a side thing. And so we are, and we're starting a a company we've called it Parker backdrops. You can go to parkerbackdrops.com and, uh, we hope to launch by June 1st. Ryan, please no, no cheap plugs in this, in this, uh, (laughs) in this show, please. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Plug away. Yes, parkerbackdrops.com. Yeah. Should I say yeah. it again? And parkerbackdrops.com. You can follow us on Instagram. We're on Facebook. If you'd like to, we'll, we're on uh, MySpace. And, what? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It would be hilarious if you were. Yeah. You can drop us a line on, on MSN Messenger. Oh, um, my gosh. No. ICQ, do you remember that? That's that's oh, old yes. school. Um, um, so yeah, how did that? So how does how does she approach it? I don't know if you're qualified to to talk about this. Maybe you should, I should have her on. Yeah, we should probably bring her on. I mean, like we talk. She asks me what I'm thinking, and then I'll show her kind of a variety of backdrops that to draw inspiration from. And then I just say, go to town. Um, and, uh, and she does, we've been, um, making, I don't know, she's made maybe 10 so far. And, uh, she's been like side note, she's been in a degree, um, an after degree for the last two years. So she just finished her final exams, um, two days ago. And now, our summer is open until she starts work in September. So we're going to kind of just push this whole summer to see how many we can make. Um, and with the business, what we're going to do is instead of like having a stock full all the time, we're going to build up, uh, a batch of backdrops and then release them on a certain date. 
and then sell those out and, and build up to another date and have another launch date for a second batch and then sell those out. So it's not, um, so stressful for us. So hopefully, so hopefully we have like 20 to 30 or whatever for our first one and then we'll launch it on June 1st and then those will sell when they do. And, um, hopefully that we'll see what demand is like and what's, what's working and shift for our second one. And then say like, that's August 1st on August 1st, everything goes live and you can buy them and, um, they're all going to be, uh, uh, totally handcrafted individual. So there won't be any replicas or, or doubles or anything. Everything's going to be a little different because she's making them all. So, yeah. So, yeah. So like, um, I don't know, we could talk about, uh, I could, I could tell you a couple tips. Um, if you're going to make your own, which I am, by the way, I'm so excited. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And they look awesome, man. Thanks. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a pro. I, I don't have 15 years of experience in the visual arts. Yeah. Well, that's, but you don't need it. I mean, um, but I, it, it makes it, uh, I make it makes it different, you of know, course. like I, I think anyone can do it, but, um, I watch my wife do it. And I'm just like, Oh shit, you're amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Here's another yeah. explicit episode, everybody. <laughs> Just one. I just said the S word. You were word. doing so well. Doing so well. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. Nah, it's fine. Start talking. Yeah. That's what the start label talking is about for. Wife. <laughs> you start talking about your wife and the profanity comes out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in, a, in a, in an expressively positive manner. All right. Um, so yeah, keep going. I didn't, sorry to interrupt you. No, it's okay. I, I was like, Claire, I gotta, I gotta tell, um, I gotta give a tip. I, I gotta give some kind of like um, tip to people. And she's like, she's like, no, you don't, <laughs> you don't want them to know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we do. Um, uh, so what she said is, uh, one thing to really make, um, your backdrops a little bit more, um, better. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about is to mix your own colors instead of buying pre-made colors. Uh, like you could go to the store and buy a color or a shade, but mixing it yourself, you can really bring way more depth into the canvas. For instance, grays, they're, they're, they're white and black, right? You'd think, okay, if I want a gray, I'm just going to put white and black together. But, uh, or you go to the store and just get a gray and whatever. But if you put white and black together and then add a little pearl or add a little yellow or blue or red or, or whatever you want, you're bringing in your own you're, you're, you're building your own color. Um, and you can really define what you want that gray to be or what you want that green to be or what you want that, um, uh, or any color to be. So you bring more depth into it. So it's not, so it's not a store-bought color. Um, because, uh, yeah, because then you're really customizing it. And what I would say is I'd say approach, your canvas painting like you would a portrait go in with a plan of what you want to make and don't just freewheel it don't just go okay i'm gonna just throw all this stuff together and see what happens like go in with a specific plan of how you and envision the end outcome this is what i do with all my portraits too um like exactly what you think but allow yourself to mold and change as it happens uh and then at the end when you have the product compare it to what you planned and learn from that Oh yeah, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> well, you don't need to. I mean, but I didn't um, do any of that. Now, I, I, in hindsight, I probably should have. So, one of the things yeah. that I did do is I went online and I just googled canvas backdrops, and I found a ton of them that I loved, and I saved them all in a folder. Um, yeah. And then, like the day before, I was paint. I was scheduled to paint. I just looked at these canvases and went, "Oh, okay, I like that. Ooh, look at the texture on that one." So I kind of built it up in my mind. But then what I had in my brain, my hands couldn't translate. So I was trying to do stuff right. on the canvas and it was like, okay, let me add a little patch of white over here. And I just like in hindsight, it's because I'm an idiot and I have no idea. But like <laughs> I, I've always wanted to know how to paint. And for instance, my, uh, my girlfriend, um, her father is a sculptor and my, and her mother's an illustrator. So she's like, she's got art oh. in her blood. 
And yeah. she says to me, like, no, nah, I've never been one to paint. Like, I don't think I can paint. And she makes these drawings that make me want to kill myself. <laughs> and I, like, I would, what I, I would give my left arm to be able to like paint like her. And in the meantime, she's going, no, I, I don't think I'm that good. Meanwhile, I'm trying That's- to like, I'm painting this canvas and I'm going, hmm, let me add a little um, brighter spot over here. So I go, okay, so. Let me um, flick, let me dump my hand in the paint and let me just flick some paint on there. So try to keep it subtle. And then it works, so it's a little subtle. So I blend it in, it's good. But then I go, hmm, it's just not enough. So I do it again. I do it like three times and then I get frustrated. And I go, ah, screw it. I just grab a bucket of paint. I don't throw it on there, but I just dump a little bit of paint on there, not realizing it that it, that's, it's too much white. So I just made the yeah. canvas... The entire canvas has just got a shade brighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, that's me being an idiot. Don't do that yeah, if you're painting your you're own. You're figuring canvas. out though. I and did. You're assessing. You're you're assessing your your product afterwards. So you you know, you know what you did, what you did that didn't work or that did work, and you can apply that to the next thing that you build, right? And uh, so before to, to anybody who's listening, before I started painting my own, I actually talked to Ryan about. What what stuff should I be looking out for? And one of the things you said really resonated with me, and that was, there's no real way to mess it up because it's just paint. So you could yeah. always paint over it, or you could always That's, blend what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and if yeah, you can blend what you do, and um, uh, like the one, the most recent one my wife made was actually just over top of an old one that we that we both collectively weren't liking that much and you can actually see a bit of it still in there because you know there's it's layers upon layers so um that it wasn't for nothing because that has fueled uh the new the new backdrop and this is something i teach with acting as well um and something that i learned as an actor from uh, a mentor of mine uh is that uh, acting in any art is like it's like uh, an oil painting. Um, so if you look at an oil painting and you go, okay, I'm going to paint a tree here, and then you paint it, and then you look at it, and you're like, okay, that's awesome, and then you put a building over here, and you go, oh, man, that tree does not work. The thing is you can't erase it because it's there. The only way to get rid of it is to paint over it. And... Um, what what the purpose of me telling you that is for all art is nothing is ever for nothing if you mess up or if you do something it's to find out that it wasn't supposed to be there um and when you look at that canvas even if the tree's not there you'll look there and know that there was a tree there um so i always talk to students when it's like no you're not doing it wrong it was good to do it wrong because you found out that it wasn't that wasn't the way to do it and and that's a kind of good lesson to think about when learning anything is that when you mess up or you do something wrong, it's not about failing. It's about learning that that's not the way you want it to go. Ryan Parker, life coaching, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, uh, it did sound a little bit like life coaching. No, it was awesome. Yeah, well, it... It totally applies to it applies anything. to anything I mean, in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, oh shoot! No, that was that was yeah. That's really cool, and uh, yeah. it really changed. Because if you hadn't said that, like let's say in that specific example where I messed it up, my my immediate thought would have been, "Crap! I screwed it up. This is ruined. I have to start all yeah. over. I got to buy a new canvas." Because you said that, I went, okay, let, let this dry, see how it looks, and then I'll just go from there. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, that's, I love it, I love it. <laughs> it was so cool. And I, I, yeah. I'm totally addicted to making them now. Good, it's awesome. good. It's also, yes. and it's also, like, I always search for hobbies in my life, like for stuff mm-hmm. uh, that just takes my brain out of the whatever frequency it's in at that moment. Yeah. So I, I tend to overcomplicate and overthink things too much. So I always like having activities that turn my brain off 
and I f like I like my I like I I have made my own uh, Apple boxes, and we're yeah and I like, saw that woodworking is awesome, but and now I just added uh, backdrop painting to it because not only is it is it a cool hobby, but it's also something that complements my work, like it adds to my photography, so it's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, Very happy. I love it. And I want to thank you publicly. I have done this privately, but I want to thank uh, Ryan and his wife publicly for uh, being very generous and for helping me out with uh, my absolute ignorance when it comes to painting. They were very <laughs> nice and ver they were very generous. I didn't talk to your wife directly, but I'm sure some advice that yeah. you gave me came through her. It did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and our, our business plan is to not only sell these backdrops, um, but also with our social media and stuff is to help people learn how to techniques to, to make their own. Ooh. Um, so if you do end up following us on Instagram or going to our website and, um, and, uh, and following along, we're going to be giving content to, uh, to help people make their own as well. That's I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 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 There you go. All right. We got to start. You'll see how hard it is and how much, how much, how, what a mess it is. And you'll just be like, Oh, we'll just buy from you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Go to parkerbackdrops.com and buy like 10, just buy 10. Yeah. That'll just be our all whole stock them. for June. No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. <laughs> no, just Whoever's listening to this right now, it doesn't matter how, like, in what time frame. If you're listening to this in 2030, just go to Parker oh, yeah, Backdrops yeah. right now and just buy a Do ton of backdrops. Yeah, yeah. and okay. Or you could just, I'll give you my address. You could just mail me money. If you don't want the backdrops, just mail me money. I'll take it oh, at yeah, any point. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> You can do that? Yeah. yeah I, 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 well, I'm asking. I don't know if it'll happen. <laughs> Maybe okay. in 2030, someone will. Well, let's fingers crossed here. Um, <laughs> but you can't have if you don't ask first. So I guess exactly. it doesn't hurt. Uh, all right, buddy. We got to start wrapping up. Where, do people, where can people go to find out more about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ryan Parker's Photos. And I'm on Facebook. Ryan Parker, or my website is ryanparkerphotography.com. Okay. And how long is this show running? When does it end? It ends May 6th. Yeah. 2017. So got, no, 2018. 2017. 2018. 2018. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 May 7th? May 6th. 6th. Uh, right. 2018. Yeah. So if you're in the yeah. Edmonton area and you want to see a cool play, just go. Stop thinking Do about it, it and go. It's really sad. Oh, way to sell it's it. Way to sell sad. it, Ryan. I mean, sad is good. You know, you bring you bring a date to a sad and you'll, a sad movie or play, you connect better, right? At the end, because you're all vulnerable. <laughs> so it's a good date play okay. if you want to watch, you know, sad things. <laughs> so here's the thing. If like until May 7th and you're like, you've got a date going and you want to, Make it a cool date and a vulnerable date. Just just go to the play. Just have fun. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just go and then go to dinner. Can you go like can you go to dinner afterwards or before? What do you do? You go before, right? You, can, you would go before, I think, unless you want to have like a ten thirty PM dinner. But oh, you could. No. I mean, people eat eat dinner at ten thirty. People eat all the time. All right. Drinks do what afterwards. you want. If you want to have drink yeah. if you want to have dinner before and then go for drinks. Do whatever you want. I, I love that we're telling people what to do in their lives now. Yeah, you got we're gotten all figured out now. I'm really. so sorry, guys. Uh anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um man that got off the rails fast. Huh. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, yeah, and we were like so good and right on the rails and yeah. then just boom. We've behaved. No, we've behaved for long enough. We got to take it yeah, off the rails a little true. bit. Anyway, I want to thank you, Ryan, for uh, for coming in and talking to me about this stuff. Thank you for, for your generosity, for sharing your experience, for giving us some tool like tips of the trade and p stuff that people can use to make their businesses better and to improve themselves. And you even you even threw in 
a little uh, life coaching in there. So yeah, yeah, just you know, I'm trying to get all the grounds covered. There thank you, you for having me on here, man. I've really been enjoying listening to these. Oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. See. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my interviewees is also a fan. Oh, a huge fan. Oh, good. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Number thank one you. fan. Number one fan. Number here. one fan of the Oprah. podcast. Yep. Yep. There you go. So that's that. So that's the barrier, guys. That's what you have to cross now. So Ryan's my number one fan. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I'm gonna sleep so well tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so no. I'm so glad you said that. I like now. I'm really happy I brought you on. Anyway, um, oh. <laughs> guys, I don't know what I I'm saying. It. I don't know what I'm saying, yeah. guys. Uh, again, thank you, Ryan, for coming on, and uh, I will talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Yep, absolutely. All right, have a good one. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Ah, oh, guys, that was an amazing talk. I loved talking to Ryan. Um, it's just interesting because a lot of the stuff he talks about in his acting days and his transition into photography, I 100% identify with. So it's awesome that, you know, um, you find somebody that you have so much in common with and like they're across the globe. Like, Ryan is in Canada. I am in Lisbon, Portugal. Like, we could not be further apart. Um, but then we have so much in common. So it was great talking to Ryan. I want to thank him again uh, for being on. And I want to thank you. Yes, you listening to this. I want to thank you for being with us and listening to it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, and I will talk to you soon. I got more coming next week. It's a fun thing, guys. I love doing these. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're having as much fun listening to this as I am making it. All right? Have a good week. Have a good uh, Have a good rest of day. I don't know when you're listening to this, but I hope you're having a good day. And if you're not having a good day, I hope you have a good day from now on. So anyway, have a good week and enjoy yourselves, guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, bye.